0: Podcast hosting provided by Transistor. If you want to host your own show, head over to Transistor.fm and start a 14-day free trial.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Regen Racing Podcast. I'm your host Dino here again with Nath. How's it going? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. I'm I'm actually quite excited for this episode. I think uh, it's been about three or so weeks since we last recorded, so it's good to good to get back in the seat.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I can't believe we're up to episode eight already.
1: Yeah, we haven't been at it long, but. Um, definitely been awesome to uh be able to share with the with the fans and um you know i, I basically talk to anyone who will listen to me about formula e so <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure you're the same
0: yeah yeah well yeah thank you all for for listening as well
1: absolutely so last week uh we had an intro from lillian which is
0: your cousin i'm pretty sure she's a cousin isn't yes she? yes she is my cousin
1: Right. So uh, I I let slip on an episode uh, of Epre Talk that I was on that we are brothers in law. So I
0: thought I'd I thought I'd um, you know put that out to the world as well. I it's one of those things that I don't think uh, I think that, I don't think we mentioned it at the start and it um just kind of you know you 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 tick away and you forget to say these things.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, also. We need to shout out the Backmarker podcast. They shouted us out on their last episode. And yeah, they are Australian. And I think they were I think they were talking about jandals and uh chili bins and, and what they're called in Australia. They they thought it was hilarious what we call things. Um I think thongs are something completely different as to something you put on your feet, but we'll leave it there. <laughs> So I guess we should have a have a bit of a um talk about the keep cup and who won.
0: Yes, yes, so um those of you who have been listening for the last couple of episodes will know that we have been running our first competition um giving away a reusable keep cup. So the competition winner is formula1reviews underscore yt thank you so much for your entry so the entry it would be cool if you had a quiz
1: segment where the two of you do a guess the driver quiz against each other or something similar so announcement we're going to start this segment next episode i'm, I'm
0: kind of looking forward to this are you looking forward to it Nate? i am i am i'm I'm looking forward to um to you completely dominating me in this but uh I'll I'll have to scrub up.
1: I I kind of feel like I don't know much about the drivers or yeah, I mean, I know their nationalities and that's about it. <laughs> I don't know any of the background so I think it's kind of a even playing field. Um so how it will work for the new segment. We'll choose 3 facts about the drivers and these are drivers that are on the grid currently so the other person has to guess if they get it right they get five points if they need another fact to get it right they get four points and then repeat until only one point uh, we will then add up the points at the end of next season and I'm uh, I'm gonna make a few of them in preparation because uh, I'm, I'm quite excited about this so yes the the driver has to currently be on the grid and feel free to play along at home and and see if you get it before we do, which you probably will.
0: Oh, I'm imagining there's gonna be some really difficult ones in there if we see some new drivers in season five. It's yeah, a great way absolutely. to uh, to learn a bit more about the drivers.
1: Yeah, uh, are we allowed to do research, or just realize?
0: Well, we're gonna to have to do research to uh, to get our own questions in order. So um, that's true. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm excited.
0: Well, will wait and see, maybe we can have some bonus rounds about team principles as well.
1: Well, that's, that is, that's going to be quite difficult. <laughs> well, um, there's,
0: there's some big characters
1: there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there is. Um, I'm not sure what, you know, what the likes of Sylvan Filippi has for breakfast in the morning, or, <laughs> you know, what Susie Wolfe gets up to, or, yeah. No, it'll be interesting. Excellent. All right, Excellent. Let's move on to Media of the Week. Nath,
0: what have you got for me? So, my media for the week this week is I've got two things um that I've been listening to this week. I went on a bit of a road trip over the weekend. Um drove down south to uh Queenstown and on the way I listened to quite a few episodes of the Hamish and Andy podcast. Um of their new podcast. Um great uh, great listening, lots of inside jokes, so you got to stick with it for a while, but uh highly entertaining. Nice light listening. Um, and then also, I've mentioned it in the past, but I was recently catching up today on some of the Song Exploder podcasts, um, particularly uh, the episodes with Bleachers and Nora Jones. Um, so, yeah, if you don't know, they take a take an artist and they pull apart one of their songs, go right down into the into the nitty gritty of it of the uh, what made them choose that um, particular hi hat to hit in that pattern, etc. It's it's great, it's great, love it
1: perfect no that sounds really cool i did check it out briefly um but i've got about 60 podcasts that i listen to now yeah and i just it's just another one i can't i can't do it yeah so um and ever since you had water deep mountain high as a recommendation for media of the week i wanted to get into more (laughs) stories around dungeons and dragons and i know it's nerdy and i know some of the listeners will be like oh man this This guy here, but it just hits the spot, you know. Yeah. Um, so I've been having a look for some more, and there's one called Slice and Dice, but there's also one called Quest Quest, Ooh. and it's great. The dungeon master is really funny, uh, and he really leads the story well. So the characters are just they're just kind of similar to Water Deep Mountain High. Um, yep. it's a, it's a great listen. So I recommend it for you also. Nice. If, if you
0: and have you actually listened to the last water deep? I haven't. I haven't had a chance yet, but I, um, I've i got that queued up for tomorrow. I've got a few hours penciled out of work to uh, to just do a highly repetitive task, so I'll uh, enjoy it.
1: Well, just, just listen to the intro if you can't tonight. It's, okay. it's great. Excellent.
0: Well, uh, listen out and we'll wait for our um, Dungeons & Dragons spin-off podcast. Uh, Regen- I don't think so. <laughs> No, I don't think so. Region rating? Oh, well, that's quite good, actually.
1: Yeah. Maybe we should, you know, cut that out just in case someone decides to use it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, nice. right. Um, speaking of the podcast, we have a new design for the show. So I've been busy. I've been traveling a lot in the past couple of weeks. Uh, and because of that, I thought, well, I think I think the show needs a bit of a refresh. Um, so we've got a new logo. And we've got new intro music. Um, so keep an eye on our social media to see the change uh, and update your podcast app. Um, the artwork has, has a cool new change. We've got an ad insertion from our host, Transistor. We're not getting paid by them, but uh, we love the service and wanted to give you all out there looking for a hosting option, one that you may not have heard of or know about. So yeah, check them out. They do a great job for us, and so we're happy to share that. Uh, they also do a podcast, so check out Build Your S-A-A-S. Link's in the show notes. Um, and the podcast gives pretty pretty good insight into them actually building the hosting company, so hmm. that's really cool. The intro music we've got is from Danelle Arma, featuring Sarah DeWarren, Gallery. I'm excited. I just messaged him out of the blue. I thought... I would love to use a part of this as our intro, and he said, "Yeah, sure. I would. I would love for you to use it." So I couldn't quite believe it, but um, yeah. Check out his amazing music from all all the major platforms, uh, Spotify, Deezer. I couldn't believe we got permission to use a part of this amazing song. And um, I i if you if you like uh, EDM then I'm I'm sure you would be a fan, so check out that. And also he's got a great song, Oligarch. I think that's how you say it. Go and check him out.
0: Awesome. So rolling into our news section of the podcast now, um some really exciting news from from Gen 1.
1: Yeah. EV News Daily, um the sixteenth of August edition
0: Yes, so um martin lee has said that Formula E is selling the gen one cars um getting around by by word of mouth so i wonder what they're fetching i don't i don't know i haven't looked
1: into it but i just wanted wanted to put this in because i was i was listening to ev news daily as well and i was like oh I'm, I'm i'm thinking there's no one in new zealand going to have one but you never know,
0: yeah, yeah, well, you never know if we get that uh, transistor radio ad, you never know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a cool few hundred thousand dollars, yeah, okay, I think it's gonna take a few billion uh transistor radio ads, but um, yeah, I mean, that would be cool to to be able to drive one if there mm. was if there was one here or even over in Australia, yeah, be interesting to see where they end up, yeah. Right, proper news. Uh, john Eric Verne was approached by an F1 team for 2019. This is an interesting one from Crash.net. I like um, how Jev also tweeted, I love how some journalists make quick conclusions to bring an audience. Just to be clear, I never said I was contacted by Red Bull, and as far as I'm concerned, I think Pierre Gasly will get the seat. So I'm not sure if you know of the situation in Formula 1 at the moment, Nate.
0: I'm not too uh, too up on what's happening in Formula 1 at the moment, no.
1: Right, so Daniel Ricciardo has gone to Renault, mm-hmm. and he was in Red Bull. So there was a, a free seat in Red Bull. I think um, the little merry-go-round that is Formula 1 at the moment uh, had Pierre Gasly uh, as, as favourite to get the seat. Would John Eric Verne go back to Toro Rosso? Probably not. Um, people thought that possibly John Eric Verne might get the Red Bull seat. Mm. But he wasn't contacted by either one of them. So I'm not sure who it could be. I would love to see him stay. And I think he has a contract as well.
0: Mm. I think he's a great asset for, for, for Formula E Um It'd be, it would be it'd be sad to see him go back to to Formula 1 after his stunning Season 4 performance, but um we'll, we'll wait and see.
1: Well, I don't think we've had a driver go from Formula E to Formula 1 yet,
0: have we? No, no, we've had quite a few the other way. Um, yeah. And certainly no one flip-flopping between the two like uh, Jev would be.
1: Yeah, that's true. It'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see where he ends up. I'm sure we'll have more news as
0: it comes in. Yeah. Um, And some more news on electric rallycross.
1: Yeah, it's uh, a bit unfortunate that the 2020 deadline won't be happening now. I'm pretty sure it's just going to be 2021. They are postponing the introduction of electric cars until 2021. The decision has been taken to allow optimal time for all manufacturers investigating the possibility of competing to develop their plans and manufacturers will now have until 29th of march 2019 to confirm their commitment to the electric format so it's yeah it's a bit disappointing that um yeah we won't be talking about it for another season but we'll definitely keep up on the news it's quite um quite interesting the, the batteries are from Williams Advanced Engineering and each car will be powered by two 250 kilowatt motors.
0: Which is up to the, the manufacturers to develop themselves, isn't it?
1: It is. Uh, yeah, so the, the manufacturers are using their own bodies as well so it's not a spec series. So in Formula E all the chassis are the same. So it's going to be interesting to see what these guys can come up with.
0: Hmm. Well aren't the um I thought the the chassis was carbon fiber monocore from Eureka and then they were just dropping their own bodies on top of it. Don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure much will will change before that 2021 deadline. It's still a few years away, and it's been fairly uh, fairly volatile so far. So we'll uh, we'll have to wait and um, see what happens on that front.
1: The independent teams can also enter the championship, either with cars supplied by manufacturers or using their own drivetrains and bodies, uh, developed from an FIA-approved base design, so it's it's going to be interesting to see what, what these guys come up with as well.
0: Excellent, so then moving on to a bit of a bit more Formula E wrap up from Season 4.
1: Yeah, we thought we'd do a driver comparison for all of the teams. And I've been slowly putting this together over the past couple of weeks. And I'm looking forward to it. Mm. I mean, we've we've talked about, you know, we've talked about all of these guys all season. But really, this gives you a a final look at who did better, who outqualified each other, and really who deserves the seat for next season.
0: Yeah, so we've gone through team by team and just looked at their their two drivers and the um, total points scored by each at the end of the season. So we'll start with the champions. Audi. Excellent. So for Audi, uh, Daniel Abt and Lucas Degrassi. Uh, Daniel Abt scoring 120 points to Lucas Degrassi's 144.
1: This was pretty even. Um I I think Daniel did a much better job this season against Degrassi, would you agree?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think he really stepped into his own and um certainly certainly came to the uh to the forefront and, and dominated through some of those races towards the end of the season.
1: Degrassi got his first points in round five, so wow. it's um hundred and forty four points first points in round five um he after that went on an absolute tear getting second or winning every race thereafter um his two wins in zurich and race one in new york interestingly that um qualifying was six all
0: so do you think we're uh, we're going to see both these drivers competing for audi next season
1: yeah yeah i think they i think they've already confirmed that they've been re-signed
0: yeah, I would um you know, I'm I'm really excited to see what these guys um come up with next season. Um, especially after the last half of season four. Um, if that carries on, it's gonna be a hard team to beat.
1: I mean, Daniel's performance in Berlin, his home race. Oh yeah. He was just un- he was just untouchable.
0: True. Moving to to Cheetah. So quite a difference here. Um jean eric Verne finishing on 198 points to André Lotterer's 64.
1: Yeah, I think Jeff had the title in his hands pretty early, really. uh, From around 6 or um, around 8 in Paris, I Mm. think. It was uh, great to see a 1-2 finish for them in Santiago. And qualifying was 9-3 to jean eric Verne. I don't think uh, André Lotterer got any points in the first three outings, so... It was a good, good recovery, and he kind of grew into it, didn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah. Still got a uh, a decent amount of points, but certainly nothing in comparison to to Jev's. He was pretty feisty, though.
1: I mean, mm. obviously mounting Jev. Still, a, my, my
0: moment of season four, like the yeah, the drama yeah. of that. Uh,
1: the commentators were just going crazy. I mean, if if you if you missed that race. Go and watch it. It's I think amazing. it's
0: amazing. I think it's one of the the standout races from from season four.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably one of the standout races of Formula E.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right,
1: DS Virgin, Alex Lynn seventeen and Sam Bird one hundred and forty three. Oh, this is this is rough.
0: Yeah, this is chalk and cheese here, isn't it?
1: Yeah, there's there's not really much to talk about.
0: No. Um interestingly though qualifying wasn't as as uh, different as the points made it out to be
1: no 8-4 to bird yeah that is a bit surprising mm. i i would have probably you know not knowing the stats or looking it up i would have said like 10-2 or 11-1 or something yeah yeah, yeah.
0: So. No, interesting for bird to have four qualifyings but then uh sorry interest for Alex to have four qualifyings, but then only finish with seventeen points at the end of the season um so yeah, that doesn't seem to on the surface, that really doesn't seem to add up,
1: yeah, I think he i think he had one that was a retirement mm-hmm. um so yeah, seventeen points from from three races um it's that's pretty good going when you actually think about it um yeah. Lin's highest finish was 6th in Punta del Este, so there's quite a few points.
0: Mm. Um, and Mahindra, um, with Felix Rosenquist and Nick Heidfeld. Rosenquist scored 96 points to Heidfeld's 42. Um, and here we see a big difference in qualifying. Um, Felix qualified Nick Heidfeld 10-2. to
1: Yeah, I expected that. He's pretty quick. Yeah. It was an okay season for them both uh i think at one point they were winning the drivers and the constructors championship early on but that soon uh the charge soon left i think they they just had some reliability issues that were you know causing them trouble at the wrong time
0: yeah yeah both plagued with um with mechanical issues weren't they which uh probably hindered those numbers a bit i think
1: next season they're one to watch out for nick heidfeld's nick heidfeld has said that he probably is looking at other options. So if they can keep Felix and then, you know, get someone else in there that's really, you know, really can
0: be a rear gunner
1: for him, mm. you never know.
0: And uh, Renault, another big difference here with um, Sebastian Buemi on 125 points to Nico Prost's eight.
1: Yeah, um, this is a huge amount of points again. And... You know, a good reason why Nico won't be at Nissan next season in qualifying. Buemi qualified Nico easily in all but one session. So, 11 to 1, mm. um, which was the second race in Hong Kong. So, that's the opening weekend. Everything seemed to go wrong for Nico. And Buemi maybe didn't have the car to fight as much as they wanted to. But still, you know, 125 points. And this is also telling. If Nico got half the points of Buemi then they would have been third in the team's championship instead of fifth. Wow. Um, disappointing season, and hopefully uh, Nissen can, yeah, get them back up the top.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, And moving on to our favourite driver of the season, uh, Mitch Evans and Nelson Piquet Jr. for Jaguar. Um, Mitch Evans scored 68 points to Piquet's 51.
1: Yep. so we're not biased at all, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so th- I mean, yeah, this one's close. Um, considering the bad luck with Nelson and his seatbelts not done up properly a couple of times, mm. you gotta you gotta have safety first. If there was a, a crash or something, if he just decided, nope, I'm just gonna keep racing. Yeah. Um, because I think they said that the the sensors on the seatbelts said it was engaged properly.
0: All right.
1: Uh, yeah. So I mean, that could have been scary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they were pretty close. I mean, Mitch had a good pole position in Zurich, which um I got up to him not getting off the line, which yeah I wasn't too happy about. Mm. And Mitch out-qualified Nelson eight to four, so a great a great battle against the season one champion. And what do you think of of the lineup, which has been confirmed for next season already, Nath? Are you happy with these two?
0: I I am happy with these two. I think they um, they both they both had a bit of tough luck at some points during the season. Um, and so um, yeah, if things if a few more of those um, things go their way, they uh, could be a real contender coming into next season.
1: I agree. I think um, I'm going for second or third in the teams championships next
0: season. Oh yeah, we had some early predictions, eh?
1: Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> not not bias or anything, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What can you say? Yeah, it's um, it's well. Jaguar has seen a, a big improvement, so if it continues, well,
0: yeah, excellent. And so moving on to Venturi.
1: Yeah, Mauro Engel thirty one, Eduardo Mortara twenty nine, and Tom Dillman twelve. So what happened here, Nath? It's pretty even by the look of it.
0: And so, so three drivers for Venturi this season. So the points are a bit more spread out. Um, Mortara got a podium in the early um, races in Hong Kong, but it all just uh, kind of fell away from there. Um, although Tom Dillman got fourth in, in New York. So um, there's a few. That was great.
1: That was that was beautiful.
0: Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, all in all, just a couple of qualifiers for for uh, Maro Engel and Mortara um, but overall nothing too spectacular this season
1: yeah so we've got here Mortara only outqualified Engel twice when they were together so um, Engel definitely had the better of him in qualifying and Dillman in the three races that Dillman was in the car he outqualified Engel in two out of three so that's that's pretty good going yeah. for, for Tom and uh, I really hope he gets a drive next season
0: um, and also down the bottom of the scrap heap. Sorry, it's probably not the <laughs> nicest way to put it. Um, but we're not quite there yet. We've still got a couple left. <laughs> still got a couple. Um, Neo, uh, Luca Felipe yeah. only finishing out the season with one point. Um, Oliver Turvey, oh. however, forty-six. So it's a fairly uh, respectable effort from him. That's decent. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, obviously, pretty cut and dry. Hmm. Um Yeah. Oliver consistently ahead of his teammates yeah I think Ma um, the Chinese driver was in the car a couple of times as well but didn't do much um, and he was ahead of Luca as well quite easily Um, qualifying Oliver was only out qualified once late in the season and Luca out qualified Ma in the last race in New York when Turvey was out with a broken finger I really like Luca Felipe. I really think he needs to find another level though if he's keeping his seat. Yeah. I guess you'd agree probably.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think um I think seeing that lonely point on the board it'd be hard to disagree with that. Yeah, but
1: I'm um, I'm sure he can turn it around. Yeah. I've I've got faith. Yeah.
0: Yep. He's done well on the past so, so hopefully he can uh, pull that round for the future as well.
1: Yep, so Luca,
0: if by chance you're listening, don't give up. You'll get there. We believe in you. Excellent. And so, um Dragon another another team with three drivers in total this season. Um Jerome D'Ambrosio with twenty seven points. Um Neil Jani y- Yanni? Yeah, Neil Jani or Yani. Yeah. yeah. He no points. Only um only did two races, however. And then Jose Maria Lopez with fourteen points. Tough season for Dragon this year.
1: It was a tough season. It was tough. One podium, though, through D'Ambrosio. A third in Zurich. I've got to say, that was a really good drive. The car didn't look like it could keep up. I mean, it certainly had one lap pace, but it kind of fell away in the race, especially at the start. You could see other other cars like the Renault and, and other things just overtaking it quite easily. I'm not sure if you noticed that.
0: Yeah. Now, was... Was D'Ambrosio's third in Zurich, was that so much due to his driving or was it because a lot of other people were penalised and had things go against them in the race? A bit of both. He
1: was driving well, but, I mean, you have to be there. Yeah. You have to be there, don't you? Yeah. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it kind of... It screwed a lot of drivers, basically. Yeah. Um. So, I'm i'm gonna say it's, it's through through driving mm, okay cool, cool
0: cool um and qualifying between um d'ambrosio and and lopez was five all so yeah pretty even on that front
1: and d'ambrosio out qualified uh neil Yani in the first two races i think d'ambrosio
0: possibly should stay agree um yeah. Yeah, I think I think he's um there's you know, there's some things to work on, but I think he could put in a respectful effort.
1: Yeah, I think there has been some speculation we might have Maximilian Gunther.
0: Oh, I, I, the
1: favorite favorite name. I in really the world.
0: hope he's there just for his name.
1: Well, um he's he's a bit better than just a name. <laughs> he's he's pretty accomplished driver, <laughs> yeah. so um it would be cool to see him. Mm. Uh,
0: Jose Maria Lopez, what did you think of him this season? Um, To be honest, I failed to notice any standout performances from Jose Maria, Maria, Maria Lopez. Um, Just right. looking back over the season, I can't really remember. Okay, well, yeah, that's,
1: I mean, that's telling also. So. Yeah. Right, last but not least. Well, well, in this case it is, <laughs> at least. Um... <laughs> Andretti, uh, four drivers, which nothing looked like it worked here. And we've got Tom Blomquist with four points. Stefan Sarazan with a goose egg. Uh, Kamui Kobayashi, zero. And Antonio Felix Costa with 20. So it's a bit of a mishmash here. Yeah. And it looked, looked a bit a bit like they didn't know how to get the best out of the car.
0: Mm. yeah I suppose that's, that's telling on the points and just the number of drivers
1: although Da Costa seemed like he made up quite a few places in the race I'm not sure what their one lap pace was in qualifying but um, the team only got inside the top 10 on the grid for qualifying 5 times over the season mm. so they'll be with BMW next season so hopefully uh, they can keep Da Costa in my book but i mean the drivers are pretty much anyone's guess yeah so
0: cool it's it's interesting to see the what i felt we've had this season is a big separation really between those those top teams and then the 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 lower teams kind of falling off the back end do you agree with that
1: yeah yeah i do uh, the the teams that didn't really make a good start apart from Audi of course just looked like they, they fell away a bit. I mean, Renault got consistent points over the season. Mm. Um, but really, you're looking at Mahindra, which their first few were 15, 29, 31, 12. Yeah. And then it was, you know, 3, 10, 3, 4, 1, 8. You had Venturi with 6 and 24, and then they got zero, zero, four, one, five, twelve, four, zero. 4, 12, So, I mean,
0: you know... A lot of them started out with a bang, but yeah. just seemed to fall away. Yeah, I'm. I'm really interested to see if this trend carries on in season five. I part of me suspects it. will. you know, new car, new technology. It's probably going to benefit teams like Audi, but more where they've got the the technology budget than, than smaller kind of consumer teams. Um, yeah, but you know, it's probably probably in reality might have been worse if we'd carried on to season five with the existing um, car platform i suspect that that, yeah, that divide would have so. gotten greater
1: i think so too i mean even even jaguar the first four five six races um consistent points and then after that you've got two points mm. zero points mm. Eight points, nine points, nothing, and then fourteen at the final race of the season. Yeah. It's it's just I think it as it went on, Audi to Cheetah, they just they just know how to keep the points coming.
0: And so one final thing I'd like to add: um, fan boost throughout the season. This is this is interesting. I'm just looking at um, some Formula E records here. The season four, the most fan boosts with ten went to Sebastian Buemi. Uh, followed by Daniel Apt with nine and Lucas Degrassi with six.
1: Yeah, that's
0: that's not really anything new. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's and then you know there's a few other people such as um, Luca Felipe, Felix Rosenquist with three, Johnny Graverne with two, and then just the rest of the people really just zero.
1: I mean that's the reason why people don't like fan boost, but. If if the drivers do a lot on social media, if they do a lot outside the car, then they kind of deserve mm. it,
0: I guess. Yeah, I suppose on the other hand, some some of those drivers, even without doing a lot of that, are going to get those fan boost votes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Just because you know they're bigger names, people know them. Um, rather than a than a new driver coming in who has to kind of put in the social media grind to uh, to get out there.
1: Yeah. That's true, and it, uh, sometimes it also depends. Like Kobayashi, he got the fan boost when he was in the car, so yeah, I guess for him it was you know the local, yeah, the local boy kind of yeah. thing. So yeah, no, that, that could be a
0: Kobe Ashi got two fan boosts through the yeah uh, through the season. So yeah,
1: yeah, because it was a double header. Ah, right. Um, in Hong Kong, yeah,
0: interesting stuff.
1: Very good. Well, I think we are probably. Probably used up all our time. I'm not sure if we're going to record every couple of weeks or it might be every third week until November when we have the Tesla series, the EPCS uh, and some other news and bits and pieces. But we will keep you all up to date with driver movements. And as soon as we know, hopefully we can get it out quickly and you'll know.
0: Excellent. So you can find us um, many different places. Our email is hello at regionracingpodcast.com or hit us up on our website, regionracingpodcast.com. You can listen to us on Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, um, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast. we should be there. And if we're not, let us know on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Um, We'd love to hear from you. Please do give us a rating um, or a review on any app you use. We would love to hear from you. So, thank you, everyone, and we will see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you, Nice. Thanks, everyone. See ya. See ya.